You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Now plug yourself in the ass. It's the time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. Don't worry. There's going to be – I've been dealing with a lot of self-deprecation and low self-confidence lately, so a lot of it will pour out. That's a good way to start off. Yeah. I, I did blush a chord, and that's how we got it. Perfect. This is the uh, the fourth episode of the Go Fringe Yourself sideshow of Go Plug Yourself. Yeah. Uh, I'm here with uh, female Walter. Hello. A.K.A. Sarah. I like female Walter a lot more than <laughs> regular uh, Walter. Regular Walter, yeah. She hasn't yelled at you <laughs> or <laughs> demanded anything super strange. Uh, and we're here with James McGee, who is plugging his friend show. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Rocking the the biggest hobo beard in the world right now. Yeah, and Are it's you all for, it for cause. The show? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it's for. It? I had it prior to that for some improv that I was doing, and then um, I thought I have to keep this for publicity purposes because I right. can take some pictures where I look like a lunatic, and right. this yep. will hopefully work in my favor. <laughs> I did see the cover, and I was like, I'm going to that. Perfect. There's Sarah? a lot of dead Barbies. Yeah. yeah. It made me cry and laugh. So I'm getting a lot of different yeah. emotional reactions. <laughs> this, yeah. guys, you're making me feel a lot better than, <laughs> than I did about two minutes ago. So, so we're, like, we're recording this about a week before anything opens. So this is like maximum stress time for any of the performers who are like, but the last minute touches on my show and it might be terrible and it's going to be the worst. Yeah. No, it's going to start and it's going to be awesome. Trust yeah, me. I hope so. <laughs> That's what I'm banking on. Like, I wanted it to be awesome. Now it's like, oh, if people leave and they're like, that was pleasant. <laughs> uh, I can live with that. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, you're like, I don't even, I've lowered the bar so much that if like the audience thinks it was pleasant, pleasant. I'm like, hey, okay. You're like, you know what some good fringe buzz? That was pleasant. Yeah, and why not, right? It could <laughs> exactly. be worse. And man, that show effing stinks. Yeah. Uh, pleasant, I'll take. I'll take pleasant at this point. But maybe when uh, when I get into the muck and we start, it's like, oh, I have to make a masterpiece. This is my moment. I'm so gonna start a Twitter account and I'm gonna just do one tweet and it's gonna be at you and say that was pleasant. <laughs> that was pleasant. <laughs> that <laughs> makes me genuinely happy, and I hope this happens. <laughs> Hashtag fringe butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pleasant. So uh, this is a one man show. Yeah. Right. So this is, I guess, I mean, you're. Uh, I was gonna say that in our efforts to try to keep fringe yourself a little bit away from go plug yourself. We have yet to talk about wrestling, but your press release mentioned it. Yeah. Your press release did mention that you have a background in not only improv, but also professional wrestling. And I was going to say that, is this going to be the first time that you've been performing alone? Because in wrestling, you usually have someone to fight. And I, I know that most of the improv stuff you've done, you've been with the troupe. So uh, as far as I know, I don't know the full works of James McKee. Yeah. But as far as I know, this is the first time I've seen you being involved in something where it's going to be just you alone in front of an audience. Is yeah, for true? this amount of time, that's certainly the case. You know, whether sure you've got, like, monologues and shows Exactly, and stuff, that's exactly is, it. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, in a wrestling ring where I have the mic to myself for three or four minutes yeah. or on stage um, doing improv where I'm just doing a solo scene that, again, could last anywhere in between 35 yeah. to, you know, uh, you know, 35 seconds to about <laughs> two minutes, right. not 35 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, this is going to be the longest amount of time I've spent uh, on stage in any capacity alone. So the show is uh, I'm aiming for 40 minutes. I've advertised 45, but that's just in case I improvise. Right. Give me that five-minute window. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be the longest time I've spent doing anything by myself. So Ever? Uh, ever, yeah. Oh, my God. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> ever. If, if James is uh, alone in his apartment for like 15 to 20 minutes, he just runs outside and talks <laughs> to I got to run. I got to go to the McDonald's <laughs> and order something hey guys, even what's if up? I'm not hungry. It's me. 
I got some. Just came for some though. ketchup. Yeah. You're going to have an audience. <laughs> there we go. So I'm not alone. You're not alone. Right. And that's what I've been telling people um, <laughs> when they're like, how are you going to handle being on stage alone? That's the part that I feel most comfortable with when I think about everything. Press stresses me out. Doing press. Right. Schmoozing stresses me out. Mm-hmm. Um, promoting stresses me out. Writing really stresses me out. But the point when I can get on stage, like, oh, then I'll be comfortable. Yeah. Um, it's everything else that I'm having a hard time with. When I'm on stage and there is an audience, fingers crossed, <laughs> knock on wood. <laughs> when there's an audience, it's going to feel like, oh, I'm not alone. I'm kind of just bouncing everything off of the audience. And right. hopefully when they react – Hopefully with laughter, but there's going to be other moments for a different type of emotional reaction. That'll be me getting to play with those people in the same way that I do, whether it's at a wrestling ring or on stage at a comedy show. Well, I mean, and for sure. I mean, obviously when you're, like, I'd say almost more than a lot of other contemporary theater and stuff like that, when when you're wrestling, like, when you're cutting a promo – you're directly talking to the audience. Yeah. You're, you're like, who's this promo for? It's just a guy in the middle of a ring <laughs> with a microphone. Like, it's to the audience, you know? You're like, yeah. you might be calling out someone in the mystical back, you know? <laughs> but I'm like, but they're not there. You're actually playing off to the audience. So I guess there must be, so, like, at least some sort of comfort yeah. when you're, like, a comfort zone because you've been, I suppose, cutting promos for yeah, a long, that's long, the long, part. long time. Yeah, like, like I mentioned, <laughs> it's the least scary. Like, whether I'm in the ring, like, if I'm talking about myself for three or four minutes, because I think that's what a promo is. You're just, you know, you're <laughs> advertising yeah. yourself. So when I'm on stage uh, in a couple weeks at Fringe, it's just going to be uh, that. I'm just kind of advertising every every portion of the show that I do to the audience, because there's a lot of different things in the show. So um, I have a lot of different characters. So every time I go up there, it's a matter of just kind of transforming into that character and letting the audience into that particular character's world at that point in that time okay so look at this guy yeah uh you look kind of like a hobo in a bathtub um covered, covered in barbies, barbies. yeah one in and his I mean, mouth this beard this beard is even more out more of control. grotesque in person <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's gotten even more out of control it's one man is it how, how much is it scripted how much is formed how much is improv yeah, this is the first time I've ever tried to like go full blown scripted. When I've been rehearsing, I've been discovering some things right. through improvisation and adding it, but it's pretty well scripted, okay. uh, which is tough because I I take very little joy out of writing. Um, <laughs> just like sitting with your content in front of a computer is so soul crushing to me. Like my inner critic inside is so just so cruel and evil. Yeah, I just feel like it's yelling at me all the time. Like you idiot, what are you writing? <laughs> that sounded like Gilbert Gottfried. Um, yeah. That's my inner critic is Gilbert Gottfried. Um, I like to think that it's specifically the parrot from Aladdin. Yeah. yeah. So it's still Gilbert Godfrey, but as a parrot <laughs> in your inner critic. And you'd think a parrot would be nice, but no, <laughs> no this it's one's the meanest evil parrot. It's just spitting fire, so it's completely <laughs> scripted. Uh, yeah, and that's I'm just I'm just trying to roll with the punches and uh, take the the bad with the good. So anytime I struggle, just trying to remind myself, oh, this is I guess this is part of the process. I don't like the process, <laughs> but I recognize that it's uh, it's a necessary evil in the process. This is part of the garbage process. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> part of the garbage process is feeling like garbage yeah. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> How so? Um, what did you did? Were you picked during the initial lottery back in November? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I was so you, so you've had, you didn't. You've had a good long time to to let this stew. Yeah, it's been stewing. I didn't really have uh, my my concentrated idea until I would say 
about a month and a half ago. Okay, Ooh. so well, uh, what what was it in November? Uh, there was a, no idea in November. You're just I went like, through James a McGee yeah fringe show. Yeah, and I wasn't stressed. Like, oh, there's plenty of time. It's in June, so I kind of let um, November and December slip through my fingers. January rolled around. I was like, oh, I, I really need to come up with an idea. Right. Had a whole bunch of different ideas, but none of them really simulated me. Then I slowly started to – I had one idea, and it kind of snowballed into another one, which snowballed into another one. That's what I came up with about a month and a half ago. <laughs> so I feel like really, really uh, up to my neck with stress now. And I was thinking back to uh, like February, March, thinking, God, if I could just get November back, that would be great. <laughs> now if I could just get February back, I'd be like, this that would be a joke. If I could have that much time, I'd be the most effing prepared person at this festival <laughs> But luckily, I, from talking to some of my pals, at least I'm not the least prepared. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Gonna say we've, we've, done, we've, we've done four. You must be doing the same interview over and over no, again. No, no, no. We mix it up. We mix it up. But just about everybody, except for the last one, yeah. just about everybody was like, yeah, I had this November, idea. December. November, December were kind of a wash. Yeah, we yeah. call it celebration time. Exactly. Yeah. It was like celebration time. You're like, I got a friend show. Woo! See, I wish I would have even celebrated. I was like, oh, great. Awesome. Christmas is coming up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drink eggnog and celebrate with my friends. And then January, it's like, okay, well, whatever. Six months. Exactly. Then and it got two weeks Then it away. got really cold, and you're like, yeah. how could I write? It's so cold. And that played a huge part. Like my inner critic was that it's even, at it's worse than it was like yeah. I, I'm, I can't come up with anything creative. I'm just so angry all the time. Then had to push for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't get run. anything done there. I was like, no, you know, I'd try and write in between periods, but I'd be too busy listening to like intermission on, on like uh, sports radio. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, basically, I'm doing my hardest work in the past month. I forget who I think it was Al Al France last year when he was uh, when he was writing the Quitter during yeah. during playoffs time, and he was putting final revisions where he's like, I could know the score. Based on the noise around me, He's yeah, like, I would shut everything off, but you'd still hear like people cheering. You're like, oh, I missed a goal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're just like you hear like people around you yelling. And I don't, I don't think, and I admire Al for that. I don't think I'd have that in me. I, I need to watch the game. So well, he's a Sens <laughs> fan, though. So yeah, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. He's got a hockey team, but is it really a hockey team? Mm. To paint a picture, yeah. you're wearing full Hab gear. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm decked out. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's June. No, but, but it is a chillier day. It, it is. It is a chilly day. And we it's just really, signed Jeff Petrie, yeah. as we yeah. talked about <laughs> outside. So, um, so, so is this your – you're a homeless person? Or not a homeless person, a crazy person? Well, funny enough, it started as a homeless person. Okay. And then it kind of just uh, degenerated. Home, a bathtub. I was going to say, he has exactly. a bathtub. You can't be homeless. He has a bathtub. Unless I, unless I am a crazy person and I snuck into someone's home like to a take a bath in Barbies. Um, right. <laughs> But no, it, it, it did start as a homeless person, and then it just kind of rolled and melded into other things. So I play one central character, and um, he's an orchestral conductor. Okay. Um, and he's ripped out of that one universe that uh, he calls home. So a lot of the piece, and again, another thing that I, I recognize with some of the people I've been working with lately uh, for help, whether it be you know di directorial help, mm -hmm. editing mm -hmm. help, uh, just you know some uh, creative gurus helping me, yeah. is that this this show that I've been developing, there's an uh, underlying theme that I didn't even realize until it was pointed out to me that <laughs> all of these characters, they're all rooted in different avenues of performance. So this is just kind of, uh, I guess, now in retrospect, I'm able to recognize it as that I knew that so many of these characters were 
bred with feelings of things that I actually feel when it comes to performance, but right. they're all yeah. just a heightened version of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and is... so the yeah, so most of the characters, if not all of them, are performers on some level that deal with different type uh, types of issues as it pertains to the world of performance that I deal with right. on a regular basis. So like there's cranked up to eleven. Exactly. <laughs> so there's one central um, character that's a conductor who's taken out of that world and it's trying to deal with what his life is like if he doesn't have that, which is something I think about all the time. If I wasn't able to perform, what would I do? Yeah. Right. When I graduated high school, I thought, well, I'm going to take a year off from school. I'm going to put my heart into wrestling. Right. Uh, and then that's 12 years later. I'm still doing that. <laughs> um, I never went back to school. Right. Found comedy. And I have that. So if I didn't have performance, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. I would have no effing idea. Yeah. So that's what a lot of this show is rooted in. I've only really discovered that in the past couple of weeks, which really was refreshing. It's like, oh my god, I under- I have a theme. I understand this. Sh- I have a theme. <laughs> Hold on. I have a theme. I was able to find a theme. Right. Holy Toledo. That inner critic came out and you didn't even know. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck you. And you're like, the critic, oh, your inner critic was there's a theme, you on theme now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No so now he's finding different things to chip away at. You're writing. It's horrible. Yeah, exactly. You're not funny. No one's going to like this show. <laughs> and your beard sucks. Like, no, my you're like, beard. like, I know my beard sucks. Yeah. I need it. That's the purpose. I suffer for my Art. I suffer <laughs> exactly. from my art. You're like, come on, isn't the beard part of it? Uh, Sarah's gonna get a picture of you later, but absolutely, great. The beard, yeah. the beard is it's fantastic. We'll get a we'll get a zoom shot of just the beard. <laughs> Wonderful. I can't wait. But it, so when you talk about that though, so is that like because Sarah and I have uh, I, I I talk about this. I mean, not necessarily. It's weird because I don't I don't perform very yeah. much, but uh, I do the podcast and I, I write the blog and I work I do work on a comic. But you know what? You put your heart into exactly. something, right? And, and that's what it comes but down then, to. And I've often thought about I'm sort of like I'm like, what do normal people do with yeah. their week times? I'm like I'm booking interviews and like talking to people and going out. And I was like, <laughs> they have kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think they just get a house and have children. I think it's like the normal thing. But I I have like a terrible fear of that myself sure. of just being like like if a Monday to Friday period happens and i didn't like do anything yeah, like dude. and you're like what the fuck was that week like that was like <laughs> yeah when i'm not <laughs> busy doing things i care about yeah. and i'm just working it's like i might as well be the computer that i'm working on yeah, exactly. in my office i serve no purpose other than to tow a company line for yeah. society not to sound like i'm against the man i'm really not <laughs> um i understand that it's valid part of society but i totally sympathize with what you're yeah. saying it's like if i didn't have this what the heck would exactly. I? What would I be? Would That's I be, what it comes. Would I just watch yeah. Netflix every yeah. night? And like I was like, I was like, I don't mind staying in and watching TV or movies. Yeah. Like once in a while, but yeah. I was like, but dude, five nights a week. That sounds like the most the scariest. Yeah. And thing if in that's the world. like, if that's cool for like Joanne or Bill down the street, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. I would never ever be bold enough to say like, oh, you know, people they're not understanding the true essence of life by not having a passion. <laughs> for all I know, whether your passion is watching Netflix because you love movies, that's great. Yeah, amazing. All right, thank this you. is, I think, a lot of times I'm recognizing more themes about my shows. <laughs> I think this show is going to be good for anyone who has something that they're in love with and dealing with the fact that if you didn't have that thing in your life, how would you be able to cope? Because I know I would cope horribly. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why you're, I mean, you're doing a pretty good job now because you have two things, right? Because you have, yeah. <laughs> you have improv and you have wrestling. Yeah. Like, I don't need, because I was like, presumably you can't wrestle forever. Yeah. Because eventually it's going to take a toll on his body, but you could improv. But then luckily with wrestling, too, it's like <laughs> even if I take a step away from the ring, I can still be creative when it comes to running uh, well, exactly. battle war and yeah, stuff like that. Really- exactly. Like now with that, I get so much more joy out of 
um, helping like newer guys that we bring and help develop characters and put on amazing shows that an audience yeah. likes. So when something happens that I wrote or at least had a hand in, I'm watching it. I look at the audience and they're excited. That's the feeling like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Getting people to react to something that you had a hand in is amazing. And that's that's kind of the you know the driving force behind this show. The thing that keeps me going and the things that this inner critic that I have is so evil about is just like, if they don't react, if they don't care, mm-hmm. what does this mean? Does this mean I'm not meant for this? So there's a lot of parallels with the show and my real life. <laughs> and your real life struggle with yeah. being creative. Yeah. Basically. Is this your diary? I would say that there's definitely uh, diary elements. Like, at, at the end of the day, this is a comedy <laughs> a show. There's nothing, like, deep and dark uh, in this <laughs> yet. There could be. Exactly. Um, there's, like, characters of, like, varying degrees. Like, there's characters that are, like, super self-deprecating, super positive and unabashed yeah. in their positivity. Characters that, you know, that I see, like, performers. I was like, I don't, I don't know what they're getting out of this. I can't <laughs> understand. So there's characters rooted in that, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's definitely, like... There's more of me in the show than there's less. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess that. I, I can totally see that. Where yeah. you just sort of like, you just, again, like you take you take like a voice or like a thought that belongs to you. And yeah. And you just keep Crank amping it, it up, amping yeah. it up, yeah. amping it up. And then you're like, oh, this is like not necessarily something I would say or do, but it comes from a thing that I thought. Yeah, you know? everything's like, rooted in some yeah. form of honesty, I yeah, think. Exactly. And I'm hoping that audiences are going to recognize that. Like even things that are at the most like – outrageous in the show mm-hmm. or like surreal or, or uh, you know silly or wild it's like you know what that's ridiculous but I can see that there's truth behind that <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for that's awesome. fingers Hopefully. crossed Hopefully comes <laughs> knock <through>. on wood <laughs> are you uh, doing any other shows with, like touring this one or no 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 right now this is my focus because I see a lot of people get like super burnt out doing three or four things at once so right but now are, but are you only I, I think she was saying more is are you traveling to other cities with oh yeah. no, no I would never dare I would never <laughs> dare no because uh, no, I still have to far? pay my bills and that's the thing I'm still uh, caught in these two places if I have to pay my bills and I like to be able to go out for supper and not worry about oh god can I afford this six dollar burger in my <laughs> mind six dollars is expensive yeah, <laughs> I have and to go out to supper yeah. I'm like oh yeah I can see like sit down with your six dollar burger like, no, I was like really sympathizing yeah. and then you said six dollars like oh I lost I lost you I lost you Sarah <laughs> but like that's the thing like yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'm confident enough at the point where it's like I'm gonna drop my life and do this I hope to be I guess that's like that's that final struggle Right? right? Can I separate myself from this real life of what I think I need to be in order to have this level of comfort yeah. in terms of living to pursue what I truly give give a heck about? And go like and do what Katie did. Yeah. And just <laughs> just go go off the deep end for a little while and see how it goes. Yeah, I'd really like to not go off the deep end. No, I don't think she went off the deep end. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, but in terms of like she, she, she like I mean I mean like, I mean like off the deep end in terms of like Dumping, jumping into the deep end yeah, of creativity. Just going I don't, in I don't like mean off the deep core. end mentally. Exactly. See, that's <laughs> my fear, though, is that I would go off the deep end. Like, <laughs> mentally. <laughs> I just catch myself being so enraged at some point. Like, <laughs> I did an interview uh, for Montreal Rampage recently, and the first thing I said to the, uh, the person interviewing me was, I'm in a bad mood. That's my opening line. <laughs> they sent me, they sent me a, a copy of the, of the piece, and that's what it's like. James McGee, I meet him at a... At a Tim Hortons on a rainy Monday, 
And his first <laughs> words are, I'm in a bad mood. I read it and I was like, look, this is a horrible representation that I've provided of myself. But I need to leave it in because it's truthful. You know? That but did to happen. Be fair, yeah. <laughs> when you came, you were like my inner demon, <laughs> yeah, like, eating at me, telling me that I'm shit. Yeah. And then we pushed record so everyone could hear that. There so. you go. Exactly. That's there. Well, you know, I can hopefully when people listen to this, like, oh, is this guy going for like the tortured artist type of thing? Uh, well, if he does, at least he carries it with joy. <laughs> so, at least I'm not like a martyr, like exactly. wearing I think just full blown <laughs> black. I'm wearing hat stuff, yeah. out Le Blanc Rouge. Yeah, <laughs> but I think you also like backed it up by being like, I wrote this in a month and a half, and I did this to myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, when's your first show? First show's um, June 13th. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Uh, look, I'm not even going to lie. I don't even know what time it is. Um, you I'm should know that. I should know that. the evening? Yeah, it's in the evening. evening. I want to say, I'm going to just take a, I'm gonna take a bold guess here, 5.30. If you want, my phone is right there and I can grab it. No. <laughs> Probably, we nope. can't edit this, huh? No, nope, we're no. not. <laughs> well, there you go. I did it to myself. <laughs> uh, well, in, the, in the post that goes there with we go. this, there's going to be the actual time. And then time. going to be, listen, this guy's not a real artist. He doesn't even know his show time. <laughs> no, just be like, and no. he only wrote a show in the past month. It's Who am I impersonating? Who am I impersonating? <laughs> Who is that? Me. It's Sarah. Sarah's Sarah's that person listening at home being like, this guy's not even That's Sarah's inner that's her inner critic, but it only criticizes everyone. Everyone else. else. Yeah. Yeah. Super amazing, like shiny outside, but inside she's got a really avant garde obnoxious critic. After all these interviews are done, she's just like she's like, Man, can you believe those people? Like who do they think they were? (laughs) Think I should shave his beard. He looks like a troll. We so gotta have. We gotta stop having homeless people on this show. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, okay. I said it out loud. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, you know, it, I've done it to myself. That's <laughs> that's the thing about this show. I've done it to myself. No. So you uh, can totally like. Okay, when you pitch it, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out, right? Cool. Yeah, okay. I'm still working right? on my pitch. So on your is, pitch, this, this you say your, yeah. I've done this to myself. Yeah. <sighs> and then just show your face. Yeah. Like, just do up and down and yeah. be like, I've done this to myself. Uh-huh. You should see my show. You have to support this because I've <laughs> looked like this in real life <laughs> for <Yeah>. months. <laughs> I find croissant you know, crumbs in my beard all the time. Snacks. And it constantly smells like ketchup. Ew. Whether I eat it or not. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the basically what, what this has come down to on this episode is that I perma stink. <laughs> See the show. <laughs> so I was gonna say, we're like, we're, we've been closing off all of our all of our episodes with uh, with what's your like your ten second pitch, and he said, "I perma stink." See the show. I hope not. You know, <laughs> uh, I hope not. It's like, look at this guy. Is something we can all relate to. We've but all can, seen people, and you can do it, and I can do it. That's the thing. I can just walk up to people like, hey, you know, look at me. If you look pity this, you face. should support me. You know. <laughs> Yeah, what, what movie is that from? They're like, do you know where I've been? I think it's Fight Club. I don't know. See, I didn't like Fight Club, but I saw it later on in life. So uh, maybe you didn't. See I'm it not the doing right myself age. any favors to be able to like. <laughs> oh, like I didn't like Fight Club. But just say ha- go, Habs go. Just say yeah, go Habs go. Go we're Habs gonna, go. We're gonna get it next year. Road to Duck Cup. Alright, what venue? Wait, last thing. Venue. Montreal Improv Theater, three six nine seven Boulevard Saint Laurent. So you're. Like pretty at home there. Yeah, I'm totally yeah. at home, and that's the one thing that makes me feel so incredibly at peace and happy with. I've been rehearsing there, so luckily I've been able yeah. to rehearse in the exact same space on the same stage that I've been uh, performing at for 
for years now. Yeah. So that's great. Like being able to know the environment yeah. I'm in, uh, the way the stage feels, the way the seats are set up is really, uh, it's very quite nice. I have a huge affinity uh, for that venue. It's home for me. So there's no other fitting venue for this show. Awesome. So, Montreal Improv starting on Saturday. June 13th. Unknown time. So, maybe 5.30, maybe not. It's at some point. <laughs> Guys, just go on the website. Go on the website. Buy your tickets in advance. Yeah. Fren- fringe buzz. It was pleasant. Yeah, it was pleasant. If we can work, if you now here's the thing: it if you pleasant. want to say nicer things, don't yeah, exactly. feel constricted by yeah, exactly. by the the venomous and uh, restrictive uh, fringe buzzword of it was pleasant. You can say this was really nice. But imagine if you got like a hundred reviews and they were all it was, it was pleasant. pleasant. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with it, guys. So here's just like thing. a flood of reviews. It yeah. was pleasant. Just, just say whatever you want, guys. If you want to go with it was pleasant, <laughs> go for it. I'm pretty flexible. You can use. You can use nine to five as a quote for it was pleasant, yeah, and exactly. then just take it out of context because we're talking about the interview yeah. and not really the show yet because we haven't seen it. Yeah, because it starts June thirteenth, and this is right. a week before. Right, but you could say it was pleasant <laughs> and start the trend. Yeah, exactly. We I'm gonna have it. to start start it soon. I'm gonna give you guys full blown credit. <laughs> I've, I've learned a lot about myself and more about the show doing this podcast. So <laughs> awesome! Thanks so much for coming out. That's uh, that's our time. We're for sure gonna see you around the fringe. You're gonna be hard to miss. I assume you're gonna be rocking Habs gear and a full beard the whole time. I think time. I just might wear my costume around town. Like, wow, what is with this freak? <laughs> and someone will go, are you looking at this guy? Look at this guy. And you'll be like, oh, come see my friend show. Here, have a hand bill. Yeah, exactly. Have a hand bill. Have an old timey hand That's bill. not even my voice in the show. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> but, no, but it's your voice and the, the character that is, you know, trying to get you to the show. Exactly. The He's show. the pitch man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's the hype man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thanks for coming out, Jay. <laughs> thanks, guys. I Bye. appreciate it. Those sweet, sweet piano tunes you're listening to right now come courtesy of Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude. Oh, man, that was some great podcasting, wasn't it? Anyhow, be sure, as always, to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, add us on iTunes, buy our stuff, and basically try as hard as you can to make us happy in every single way possible. Uh, of course, be sure to check back every day on 9to5.cc for comics on Wednesdays, podcasts on Thursdays, Scott or Sophie's art on Fridays, and seriously, we'll try as hard as we can to get Zombies and Loathing, Fuck Mondays, and Templars back as soon as we can. Thanks for listening, everyone. 9to5.cc We're not working, why should you?